What's good, Internets? I'm Reggie Yosei, and this is a mogul cameo featuring Russell Simmons and Sophia Chang. But before I get into that, I just want to share some big news. We're having a live show. That's right. It's not just your ears that get to enjoy Mogul. Your entire body is invited to the party as well. So here's the details. This thing is happening on Thursday, August 10th at the Highline Ballroom in Manhattan. And I'll be there. And of course, I'll be joined by several people who are featured in the show. And we'll have some new voices as well. We'll be talking about the history of hip-hop, Chris Lighty's legacy, and we'll share some stories that didn't make it into the show. Then, when we're done with that, we're going to have our own park jam. We'll have a DJ. There's going to be drinks. I'm going to dust off my two-step. Trust me, internet is going to be lit. For RSVP, go to mogulevent.com. That's mogulevent.com. And tell them Combat sent you. So in the last episode of Mogul, we heard about the circumstances surrounding Chris's death. If you haven't listened to that, I suggest you go back and do so now. And I got to say, man, that was a really tough episode to make. Chris passed away in 2012, but the pain is still really raw and really present for everyone who was in his life. Everyone who we spoke to, when we asked about how they felt when Chris died, they all had something poignant to say. They all had a vivid memory or some recollection of exactly how they felt when they heard that Chris was gone. Russell Simmons played a key role in Chris's career and in his life. Here he is talking about how he reacted when he found out Chris was dead. I was brokenhearted because I knew his spirit. And I watched him. I loved him like a, a relative. Uh, he meant so much. I always think of all the people around him, or people around people when they pass. And he meant so much to so many people. I always think, you know, and I always think that what happens in my passing, I think of my daughter's. I don't think of my own mortality, and I don't think that about each individual as they pass, which I may be, I'm insensitive. But all I thought, I was devastated for the people around him. And, and for him, you know, I knew I would miss him, and I knew that he, you know, was a great influence on my life, had become a person who was an influence on my life. But I was worried about the people around him, and that's what I, that was my first thought was, oh, shit, Chris is gone. Oh, shit, what about the people around him? I mean, he had an impression on so many people's lives, and um, I know they all were going to miss him. Um, as we dig deeper into the story, we're finding out that he did suffer from depression. Were you aware of that? I was not aware of that. Um, I never saw Chris to be depressed. I guess people who are depressed in many cases are a bit bipolar and they, when you see them, they're up and alive. But the moments that you're not seeing them, a lot of times they're suffering. Um, I don't know that he would have taken his life. I don't want to incite any kind of talk, but I can't imagine. A lot of people probably say this, can't imagine that he would take his life because there's no depression that I saw in him ever. Um, and I can't imagine that he had one uh, 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 about with depression so great that there would be that moment. I just don't believe it, that he killed himself. You just talked about it uh, a bit, but can you talk more about particularly in our industry, in this industry, um, why there's such a taboo about embracing mental health, particularly with black men? Well, you know, um, it's a little less now. We're a little less macho now, but we're still very macho. It's an industry full of bravado, you know, and nobody wants to, you know, deal with mental health. There was a moment 
where if you even said somebody was going to a therapist, I mean, I've been around a long time, so I remember somebody said they're going to a therapist. Like, what are you, crazy? Like, not are you struggling, but are you crazy, right? Real crazy. Real crazy. I, I know that mental health is a, is a problem that uh, people deal with but bury, and so it gets worse and no one attends it or tries to. Uh, so that you know, that was probably you know his, his take on it, like not to bring it out. If the, if it was that intense, but I don't believe it was that intense, and like you know, I no one wants to believe her, but I really feel like that doesn't sound like Chris Lahey to me. Unresolved emotions, questions about Chris's passing, those were recurring themes that came up in almost every interview we did. One thing that was remarkable is how many people spoke about having visions of Chris after his death. One of them was Sophia Chang, one of Chris's closest friends. Before this interview, when was the last time you thought of Chris? I spoke to him last night. I think about him all the time. <laughs> what was the conversation last night? I told him I was coming here. I said, I hope it's okay. I told him... I'm going to promote it a little bit and put my name out there, but I know you get that and that's okay with you. I said, tell me that you're happy. I told him that I missed him. I said that I love you. I said I will never stop loving you and I will never stop missing you. I said, I don't walk as tall as I used to. And there is still a hole. But I think about him all the time, Reggie. All the time. Everything in my life. When my daughter got into Brooklyn Tech, when my son got into Brooklyn Tech, when my daughter graduated, when I got this new job, when I quit that one, when I met this person, every modulation of my life, when I felt challenged, when I felt sad, when I was hurt, when I was frustrated, when I was happy, when I was jubilant, when I was celebratory, everything, he was that friend. And I would always, especially towards the end, need to see him and need to hug him, need to feel him and touch him and let him know that I was okay and wanted to know that he was okay. What does Chris say back to you? He says, I'm fine, so go get that money. <sighs> he just wants me to be okay. I had a dream recently where it was kind of like a movie. I was waiting for an elevator, and the elevator doors opened, and he was standing in the elevator, and he just had that inimitable 
winning, remarkable smile on his face, and I knew he was okay. What did he have on? Shirt, like a dress shirt, dress slacks. Not a suit, not a full suit. He's relaxed. Yeah. He's good. Hey, yo, moguls, keep your eye on our feed because we're not done yet. There's going to be a couple of episodes about the making of the music we use in Mogul. And remember, we have our live show on the 10th. Again, to RSVP, go to mogulevent.com. And if you like what we're doing here, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to help others find out about the show. For more bonus content and information about the show, follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Mogul. Until next time, be safe, internets. Okay, no worries. Yeah? Yeah.